This is Jam D. Mateus, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 121, and you are with one of the high priests of Conchu, Ray, um, with you for a bit of a Ray ramble tonight. I am solo, but uh, welcome, welcome. There's plenty to get through. A little bit of a, a change in the programming. Look, uh, Conchu Scepter really has stuffed up our phases of the moon, so things have gone a bit haywire. We did have um, an Avatars of Vengeance gaming review planned for you this episode. Uh, scheduling issues and uh, the absence of Conchu's Scepter have made that um, not possible this time round, so unfortunately we won't have Looney Joey with us. Um, yeah, unfortunately work has gotten in the way there, and and of course... Conchu's scepter going missing. So um, in an attempt to do a quick, quick change in programming, um, I will be with you tonight. Uh, We've got a couple of things, actually. Um, I'll go through very briefly the Moon Knight news, as always, our white noise. Um, What I'll be doing, I thought maybe tonight would be a good chance for... Look, I know in our community there are a lot of Moon Knight fans and they love reading the comics uh, they love playing the game, um, uh, or, you know, playing as Moon Knight. Uh, there might be a few of you out there with uh, one eye kind of keen on uh, comic book prices and uh, how your Moon Knight collection is faring, um, you know, with uh, you know with value. So I thought I might just dive into that this episode. I'll go through uh, just broadly... Um, the main Moon Knight series, and and uh, perhaps later on in in a future episode, we might go into to stuff like um, uh, hardcovers, trade paperbacks, um, like one shots, you know, all the other kind of uh, or cameo appearances by Moon Knight. But I thought maybe tonight would be quite interesting to 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 go through a price guide and to highlight for you loonies out there, anyone who's interested in the prices um, and how your collection may be doing. You know, is is the is it an investment um, that you had hoped it would be? Um, and we'll go through that, and we'll uh, I'll highlight some of the main issues there um, for you. And uh, you know, if you are still searching to complete your collection, uh, maybe this will be a good um, guide as to you know how much coin you're going to have to save in order to get the rest of them. So yeah, we'll go through a pricing. Um, pricing guide for, for Moon Knight. Um, I'm going to have to come up with an inventive title for this episode to do with, uh, you know, the dollar and the coin. Um, but there you go. Also, as mentioned in our newsletter, look, we won't have Avatars of Vengeance, no gaming review, but we still will be dropping our latest episode of our ongoing serial adventure, um, The Hunt for gold, uh, la, la, la. <laughs> the hunt for Conchu's golden scepter, episode six. Now, there's been a little bit of time between 
this episode and episode five due to um, you know personal reasons and and such um, but fear not loonies it is not going away just yet uh, we've got a fair few chapters to go through to um, at least try and wrap up this baby so episode six looking forward to that and um, what i'll do um, after we we hear that, I thought I might just give a bit of a recap. Uh, you know, generally uh, there'll be links in the show notes to all the previous parts, one through to five, so you can um, reacquaint yourselves with those and um, and li- then listen to this one. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I'll go through maybe a who's who in the zoo um, and our kind of where we see this serial going. Now, I'm hoping all the loonies have been enjoying it. It's certainly a lot of fun to make, and it's certainly a lot of fun to get the loonies involved. But yeah, we'll get to that when we um, when we come to it towards uh, the last portion of our show. So, that was one huge, long sentence there, loonies. Can't believe that I did that. <laughs> anyway... Let's get into a bit of white noise, and look, there's only, look, it's very scarce, it's all quiet on the Moon Knight front, but let's, um, I had a little trawl through the internet as to what would be, you know, in the news most prominently for Moon Knight. Of course, last week we discussed the announcement of Jeremy Slater as the showrunner of Moon Knight, that's big, big news, Um, I can't promise any big news to follow up with that. Uh, this week, I had a look. Uh, there are a lot of, um, let's face it, a lot of rubbish articles on on here and there and everywhere about Moon Knight. The one thing that did keep on popping up, and uh, at first it seemed to have been nothing more than a, a fantasy or a, a rumour, now it seems to have picked up a little bit of momentum is that Moon Knight may appear in the Phase um, phase 5 Blade movie. So this is off the back of, um, number one, I think it was that ever-so-fantastic site we got this covered. Um, I think they, they covered it as well, but um, look, I'm citing Screen Rant. Um, I'm sure they do a lot of dubious calls as well. But they mention, if I just scroll back up, uh, they mentioned this was reported in CBR as well, um, but also they actually gave a name. Um, let me just, I'm just scrolling. Daniel Richtman, um, independent reporter. Now he apparently connected Moon Knight to the Blade movie. Look, we don't know how or where this comes from other than maybe a a wish list. Um, we do know Kevin Feige did say that a lot of the Disney Plus characters, some if not all, will be also transitioning over to the MCU onto the big screen. So that lends itself to um, spectorlating um, Moon Knight um, jumping onto the big screen and where he would kind of fit in. And if you do really think about it, um, it would make sense if he does, uh, you know, um, appear in the Blade movie. Um, out of all the other ones that had been announced anyway. So so this seems to be reoccurring. Um, again, we don't know how true this is, um, but we'll just have to go wait and see. Uh, that's pretty much the only news worth kind of at least mentioning. Um, as I mentioned, it's, it's very slim pickings at the moment, um, but 
um, that one kept on popping up on all these different sites. So I thought I'd just raise that. Um, obviously, all of us are waiting for some sort of announcement of casting or you know a more development of of the story or plot for the season. Um, you know, uh, just what I found interesting. There was another article I read. And they had said, oh, it seems like Moon Knight will be a cross between the Umbrella Academy and The Exorcist, like a bit of a horror slant. Right. I mean, we get it that Jeremy Slater is the showrunner, so you would cite both of his works to maybe influence um, how he'll tackle the Moon Knight show, but we don't know. It could be something totally different. I mean, the mere fact that there is a difference between Umbrella Academy and The Exorcist could mean that he will do something completely different as well. So, again, we'll just have to wait and see. Okay, loonies, now we are going to go into a a bit of a a price guide frenzy now. I am going to base my price guides here on the website, thecomicbookrealm.com. So you can go check them out. You can go check out any of your comics. Um, They've got quite a, a nice database. It's all for free. Um, and so what I'll do is I'll go through um, the various Moon Knight volumes and uh, let's see if any of those uh, floppies in your connect- collection uh, you know, worth a bit of something. So here we go. Um, I'll start off with the 1980 run, the Doug Mensch, Bill Sienkiewicz, Volume 1, Moon Knight run. And just opening this bad boy now. Now, there are standouts here. Um, obviously, uh, on a whole, um, everything's kind of uh, increased in price. I mean, these books were, the cover price were 50 cents um, back in the day. Um, and general rule of thumb, oh, also I should mention as well, all these comics would be in the vicinity of a, a 9.4 near mint condition. And also under the disclaimer that um, these prices are only indicative and, um, what do they say? It's a really good way of putting it. Um, uh, these are prices are only as much as someone is willing to pay for them. So, you know, all of that out of the way, um, it being about a 9.4. With Moon Knight, Volume 1, uh, if we look at their 38 issues... Much of them are hovering around, and again, this is all US dollars, around the 4 to $5 mark, okay? So, um, so as I said, the original cover price being $0.50, cents, they've all kind of um, risen in price to about 4 to $5 each. Um, issues to note, of course, um, ones that have jumped, obviously Moon Knight 1, um, this was a cover date November 1980, that has jumped to $30, so that's you know quite a substantial jump from fifty cents, uh, and of course that shows the origin of Moon Knight uh, and the first appearance of Bushman and the first appearance of Conchu. So uh, thirty bucks. That is. Let me have a quick look. That is the highest, um, or that is the most expensive issue out of this particular volume. Uh, other ones to note: uh, issue, funnily enough, issue twenty-five which is the first appearance of Black Spectre. Um, that is $25. So it's, you know, it's kind of up there with issue one. Um, 
this was a special double-sized uh, issue. Um, some of you more recent Looney fans will probably recognise it as uh, it was used as the basis for the Lenticular cover, which came out last year. Um, and it's got Moon Knight and Black Spectre on it, on a predominantly black cover. Um, it was retailing cover price of a dollar back in the day, so up to 25 bucks. That's pretty good. Uh, the next one, we jump back up to issue 14. Um, and most prominently, that is the first appearance of Stained Glass Scarlet. Now, that just rose recently. You can speculate and say, why is Stained Glass Scarlet... Um, of interest uh, and look hey that could well be something to do with the show maybe someone knows something that we don't uh, there had, certainly has been rumours that um, Scarlet Fascinera will be on the TV show if it does keep your eyes out and keep your, your mitts on issue 14 it's currently on 20 bucks again as mentioned 50 cents it started out uh, this was released at the end of 81, 1981 um, and that comes in as the third highest issue of this volume. Uh, let me just scroll any further. And that's kind of um, pretty much it of note. All the others range from 4 to $6. Uh, the only other last one is issue 3, and that's, um, that's $10. Uh, again, cover price 50 cents, and that's a first appearance of Midnight Man. So... It seems like a lot of these issues have risen because of first appearances, which is no surprise, um, and which is no surprise for for these particular comic books uh, rising in price. So yeah, so for volume one, um, issue one is the granddaddy. So let me go on to volume two. Uh, if I go to Volume 2, which was released in 1985, I know some of you loonies love this. I know other loonies hate this run. It is the Fist of Conchu. It's a small run. It's um, six issues. So this volume makes a um, a nice, neat little trade paperback, if, you know, if they ever decide to release it as one. Um, it's not listed here as ever having done so. Uh Again, so this was released mid-1985. Cover price uh, is a little, little bit more expensive um, a few years later. It's $1.25 for each comic book. And uh, generally, again, all of these six issues have risen in price. Um, all of them, bar issue one, are up to $3. So, you know, not breaking the bank there. And uh, and to note, actually, there are two versions of volume one. Um well, actually, sorry, the ones here in the comic book realm is listed. There is a Canadian edition, which cover price at a dollar fifty, and uh, the the standard um, U.S. edition. So they're at five dollars. Um, so they're just slightly more. Nothing too hard, um, and nothing too pricey for you. So not much happening there. Look, this is a. Just to let you know, loonies, this volume is something that I am chasing. Uh, it's a bit hard to find where I'm from in Australia, um, but i um, hoping to grab that soon. I don't want to, you know, actually having seen these prices, I don't want to spend an arm and a leg on it. All right, here we go. Volume 3, Moon Knight. This is uh, released, there's a big jump in time here to 1998, and this is The Resurrection War. So... Uh, Konishu and I have covered 
this series. It's only a four-parter. It's a, it's a mini. Um, very cool. Very good. Written by Doug Mensch. Um, and Tommy Lee Edwards does the fantastic art to this. Anyway, you will be sad to know, I guess. Um, this is at a steady $3 each for each of the issues. So cover price originally $2.50. It's gone up a little to $3, um, so not much is here. I guess the content itself, it doesn't really reveal anything or introduce anything new that would um, distinguish these issues from anything else. So um, although, although it's a very good uh, mini, um, price-wise, it's very rock-steady at $3. Um, okay, so let me jump on to the next mini, which is considered Volume 4. This was released a year later, 1999. This was High Strangeness, or as erroneously put on the covers, High Strangers. Um, So this was a four-parter, similar to Resurrection War, uh, or actually, um, well, similar to it, it it retains a $3 value for issues 1, 2, 3, and 4. Um, the thing to note as well, the cover price was at two ninety nine, so it actually hasn't gone up much or hasn't gone up at all, really. It's, it's very steady. Um, this should be easy to pick up for any um, comic book fan that wants to build their Moon Knight collection. Um, so go check it out. Again, in Australia, it's a little bit harder, but um, in the US, predominantly where our, our uh, audience is, um, should be easy enough to find. I know one of our loonies, Noel, um, has been on a mission to try and find them all for a bug, and he's doing very well. Um, so it can be done over over there in the US. Um, these are cover prices. You might even find them in the bargain bins. Again, um, please note that these prices are based on about the near mint 9.4 condition. Okay, so now we're going to go to... Um, let me just double-check. We're going to go to the Charlie Houston... David Finch run 2006. So this is volume five, and this included 50 issues. Now we're starting to get into some um, hefty prices. Uh, when I say some, not that hefty. Okay, so the the highlights for this um, this volume for anyone who wants to collect it and anyone who wants to know how their collection is going. Uh, issue one, um, the regular edition issue one, uh, is not much more. So cover price two ninety nine, three dollars, and the current value is four dollars. So it's not that much more, but we are getting into variant territory, and uh, we'll see this in the later volumes. It gets quite pricey. So with um, with this volume, the Houston uh, Finch volume. Um, there are three variants to issue one, uh, and the most expensive that to that is um, variant D, which is the David Finch not for resale a recommended retail price variant. So, where the the barcode is at the front of the cover, or where there usually is uh, like an insignia or, or some sort of logo, it's a not for resale. Um, so this is a very, I guess, quite a rare one. Um, it actually says cover price zero, so I'm not sure where or when this was released, um, but it has a zero cover price tag. It is $35. Uh, that's the most expensive one. 
and uh, the next one is ten dollars, which is um, variant the David Finch one to twenty five retailer incentive sketch variant. So that's basically like the front cover, but it's um, no color in it. It's just like a sketch um, with some inks. So that comes in at ten dollars. So that's raised a little bit. Um, everything else is three to four dollars. Um, before you get to uh, let me just skip those. I'll come back down. No, they seem to be the most expensive. Then we go to issue three. And again, um, the new stand edition to issue three is actually up at $12. Um, the barcode apparently reads Marvel Champions. Um, and uh, yeah, retails at $3. It's up at 12 So the regular issue three is still $3.00 as well so that hasn't gone up but the new stand edition is the one to watch um, next uh, most valuable out of this run we jump to issue 20 now again it's not the regular edition we are looking at the variant and it's a Mike Diodato Jr. 1-25 to sketch variant so this is one of my favorite issues issue 20 this is with um, Jack Russell again the werewolf Wealth by Night, and it's with Moon Knight, a beautiful cover. But this variant cover um, by Mike Diodato, it's just black and white with the the logo of Moon Knight in colour and the Marvel logo in the corner in colour. So um, that's $10. So not too much. More. I mean, I think that's attainable. Um, you know, it started out as $3, so it, it's jacked up, you know, about three times the price. That's okay. Um and I think that about does it. The only other one of note would be, um, if you jump down to issue 29, the variant to issue 29, that retails at, uh, oh, no, yeah, issue 29, that retails at $8. So that is the Juan Do 1 to 10 Wolverine Art Appreciation variant. So um, if I look at the standard 29 cover, that was the one um, I believe Mike Benson wrote. It's it's got the um, the two wrestling Mexican wrestling brothers fighting Moon Knight in uh, in a wrestling ring, and the Moon Knight uh, logo is in uh, Mexican the Mexican national colours. Um, that was the regular cover, but it's the uh, the Wolverine art appreciation variant, which has gone up a little to eight dollars, so a little bit more there. Surprisingly for me, like I, I would have thought that a lot more issues here would have been really um, have really increased in price. Not so. Okay, so we're going to jump from that um, volume five. Now, I generally class this as volume six. It's Vengeance of the Moon Knight in the comic book realm. It's not given a volume number, but this was released in two thousand and nine, directly after the Houston Finch run. 23 issues, oh well, there are 23 issues, that includes the variants, um, let me just open it up now, and again, with the variants, we start seeing some pretty juicy prices, so, um, by the way as well, again, this, for me, in Australia, this Vengeance of the Moon Knight is very hard to come by, uh, on eBay, it seems to retail quite, um, quite expensive, so, cover price, Across the board is generally about $4. So again, the comic books have gone up a little bit in price. That's up to $4 now. Um, actually, it's probably better to go the other way. So the only one still... Um, so issues 3, 4, 
this year's three, four, say five and six, um, are retailing around the original price. So $4, um, issue six is $6. It's gone up a little bit. Um, okay, so if I look at the most expensive again, uh, it's a variant to issue one. Okay, and that is the Lionel Francis U 1 to 50 retail incentive sketch variant. So it is a the version of the issue one cover without the color, just looks like a sketch. And that retails at $50. So that has jacked up quite a lot. Um, that's a big standout of this of this series. Um, the other ones to note then, in issue one, there's a... Um, ooh, Looney's going to have to help me out here. There's an MRCC, so I'm not sure what comic book convention that is. Exclusive retail, um, uh, recommended retail price uh, variant. That's with the David Finch cover of Moon Knight just uh, perched on a... Um, on a pipe, it seems up above with the rain pelting down on him. Uh, that's gone up to twenty-five bucks. So cover price for this, uh, so this comic book, this comic con exclusive is zero. So it must have been a giveaway or something. Um, so retail at zero, it's gone up to twenty-five. Um, and apparently, there's a second printing of that. <laughs> oh no, this is just the second printing of issue one. Um, Yes, and that has a black and white version of that Moon Knight perched on that pipe in the rain. Uh, retails at four dollars, up to twenty-five as well, twenty-five bucks. So that's the second most expensive. Um, if I jump down to the third most expensive of the series, we're going to issue eight, uh, and issue eight uh, is part two of Killed Not Dead. That um, guest starred Deadpool in there. Now, the variant cover to that is what is pricey. That's a Heroic Age variant, uh, the Josh Medor's 1 to 15 Heroic Age variant. That's gone up to $22, um, so a nice little price jack there. Um, and, uh, look, there are a few... Oh, let me just um, go through, sorry. Uh, issue 2, the um, the Francesco Martina 1 to 10 zombie variant that's at 20 bucks that's uh, the next highest um, then we get into um, issue one again the David Finch 1 to 20 retailer incentive variant uh, that's to 18 that's the next highest and then there are um, a couple on 15 so actually the regular issue of a uh, regular edition of issue seven. Uh, again, it's part one of the Moon Knight Deadpool story. That's at fifteen bucks. Uh, issue nine as well. That's up to fifteen dollars as well. That is uh, the special double sized. Uh, it's got Spider Man on the front cover as well as a Heroic Age tie in. And uh, the other fifteen dollars one is the um, is issue one again. It is the Dynamic Forces exclusive. Alex Ross negative variant. Now this was limited to 699 copies, um, and so again it started off at four bucks. It's up to 15, um, so that's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good. Look, probably would have thought it would be a bit more than that. But anyway, um, so o overall, Vengeance of the Moon Knight things have gone up a little, um, but we're starting to see some big prices there. Okay, so. Um, what do we got next? 2010. Then we're going to go to volume, well, it's called volume 6 here. Um, I call it volume 7. This is the Brian Michael Bendis 
run, 12-issue run with Alex Maleev. So 2000, uh, 2011, this came out. Again, cover prices were $3.99, say 4 bucks. Um, and all of them have pretty much stayed at $4. The big thing to note is issue 7, um, the variant, which is the Terry Dodson 1-50, to 50, 50th anniversary um, homage variant. It's uh, homage to the Daredevil 1 um, issue. Um, this has gone up to $35. So this is the, the prize prize pony of this um, Brian Michael Bendis run, $35. Um, the variant to issue 7 is what you want to be looking at. Other than that, um, there are some variants of issue 1. Uh, there are three variants all priced at $12. Um, so that is a Brian Hitch 1 to 25 retailer incentive variant. This is of issue 1. There's a Humberto Ramos 1 to 25 retailer incentive. Um, and there's a Mark Texiera 1 to 25 retail incentive variant. All of issue 1, they're at $12. Now, it should be noted, and you know I'm quite repetitive with the cover price of $4, because you'll see that later on, some of these variants, the cover price is, is actually quite high anyway, so it actually hasn't gone up. It's probably maintained its value. Um, but these ones that I've mentioned, the cover price have been the standard um, of that period, in which case this was a $3.99. Uh, everything else seems to be about $4. Uh, let me see. Apart from those uh, variants to issue 1, we have one other one. Um, a variant to issue 3 is gone up to $7. That's a Colin Wilson 1-20 to I Am Captain America variant. Wow, I actually haven't seen that cover for Moon Knight. That's um, pretty cool. Anyway, $7. You know, not too much. Hasn't really doubled in price. Um but, um, yeah, just interesting. Like, I'll be hard-pressed to find that issue in Australia. I'll tell you that. Okay, so that was a Brian Michael Bendis again. So the big one there is the, the variant to issue 7. What do you want to be looking out for? The uh, Terry Dodson 1-50 homage variant. All right, we are coming closer now. We're going to go to... Uh, what many loonies regard as the best, the Warren Ellis Declan Shalvey run. And oh boy, are we getting big prices here. Okay, so again, I'll start off with cover prices about $3.99, 4 bucks, say, um, for each of the issues. A big standout here. Issue 1, we have the Bill Sinkevich 1 to 75 retailer incentive variant. And that, most notably, shows um, in Sienkiewicz's style, Moon Knight upon a throne in what looks like to be a an Egyptian backdrop um, sitting on there. That is retailing at 200 smackaroonies. So $200 for that um, started out at $3.99. So if you're lucky enough to have this one, whew, crack out the champagne, you know, or buy yourself some... Buy yourself some champagne. It's expensive champagne with it. Um, 200 bucks. So that's a, a huge standout there. Um, let me have a look. Then it drops. I mean, the next highest price is, again, in issue one. It's $50. And it is the Adi Granov 1 to 50 retailer incentive variant. Ah. And uh, some of you keen followers of the show... Um, as well as big Moonlight fans would probably recognise uh, we kind of pinched a bit of that art for for our um, 
our podcast logo um, back in the day. So that's up to 50 bucks. So that's pretty good. Um, so that is the Adi Granov variant. Uh, next in price, that would probably make a mark is $30. And we're looking at issue two variant. This is a Filmoto 1 to 50 um, incentive variant. Um, so, yep, that's that's pretty, that's kind of coming along pretty well. Uh, and then after that, look, there's ooh, there's a $15 one. Um, that's a variant issue three. Ryan Stegman, one to 25 incentive. Uh, yep, so that's a retail at four bucks, 15 bucks now. And there's an issue seven, a variant, a Declan Shelby, one to 25 incentive. That's gone up to ten bucks from four bucks. So, you know, a couple of them have uh, have gone up. Most of them are still on four. Like I'm looking at issues ten to seventeen, still four bucks. Uh, a couple of eights in there. Um, issue eight and issue nine variants. They're eight dollars each. Uh, if you want to know them, I just pull them up for you. Declan Shelby. Oh yeah, I mentioned oh, that's another Declan Shelby one to twenty five. That shows the costume Moon Knight, um, the cape Moon Knight on the front cover. Issue 8 and Issue 9. Oh, yeah, these are cool. So Issue 9, he shows a Declan Shelby 1 to 25. He's in his bird bone armour. Um, same pose, same everything, but he's just a, a different Moon Knight version. So that's gone up to 8 bucks as well. Uh, quick scale, everything else is 4 bucks. Yeah. So the big kahuna there is Issue uh, issue 1, the, uh, the Bill Sienkiewicz incentive variant. A big one, one to seventy-five variant, um, two hundred smackers. Okay, we are edging towards the end here, loonies. And again, um, if this is useful or if, if people find this interesting, I'll cover the other sorts of issues like the minis, like the countdown to dark, divided we fall. Start looking at special editions, um, you know, cameos like in Shadowland, um, stuff like that. So that was the Declan Shelby Warren Ellis. Okay, now we're going to the next run, which uh, in the comic book realm, it seems they have lumped the Jeff Lemire and the Max Bemis um, volumes together. So um, I'll be talking about them as a whole. Uh, Okay, so I'm having a quick look here. So technically it's the Jeff Lemire one, uh, 1 to 14 issue. And let me just break it up. Let's start with Jeff Lemire's run with the awesome awesome greg smallwood who is a a friend of the show we had (laughs) interviewed him on our episode 100 for anyone who hasn't listened to our episode 100 just yet um like i don't know semi-disappointingly not much of the jeff lemire run has kind of spiked in price um the largest one i can see is issue one it's a variant for 30 dollars and again, cover price actually is now four dollars, five dollars, four ninety nine, um, for for some of them. So, the cover price for this was four ninety nine, five bucks, up to thirty bucks. This is a Marco Rudy one to twenty five incentive variant. Um, that's the the priciest one in the Jeff Lemire run. Uh, after thirty bucks, there are a few on twenty dollars. Uh, let me just go through them. Uh, issue two. The variant, uh, the Julian Totino Tedesco variant, one to twenty-five. That's Moon Knight uh, in his bed sheets kind of thing. That's twenty dollars. Uh, retails at four dollars, so back to our standard four dollars. 
Um, then we have a variant on issue three. That's twenty dollars again. That is a Jeffrey Verig one to twenty-five incentive variant. Then there's one more on issue ten. There's a Will Spotashio. Um, I know some of you loonies have seen this before at one to twenty-five. Um, that variant there again retails at four bucks, so up to twenty dollars. Um, then, then from twenty goes down to fifteen. The next price, um, highest prices, and we're looking at uh, da, 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 issue ten again. Um, the Tyler Crook one to twenty-five variant of issue ten, where Moon Knight's upside down, um, and issue fourteen, which is the Pascal Ferry one to twenty-five incentive variant. Oh, I got that one. It's up to fifteen bucks. Well done, me. There you go. Um, okay, and then after fifteen dollars, there's a couple on. There's a few on ten dollars. Um, actually, the issue one, the, the regular edition, ten bucks. Started out as five bucks, doubled in price. Um, the Bazinga variant, um, Bazinga Comics exclusive. Um, that's gone up to ten. That's issue one. Shows Moon Knight in his cape form. Uh, eluding what looks like to be bullets or explosions and throwing his crescent darts. That's 10 bucks. And uh, here's another one, uh, a variant to issue 6, $10, Bob Hall, 1 to 15, classic artist variant. Um, yeah, that's 10. And then the rest are kind of hovering around the $4.00. mark. So, um, yeah, that was a bit of a surprise, I thought, as well, for Jeff Lemire. I would have thought there would have been more. If we look at the Max Bemis, our final volume to look through, um, Max Bemis, here we go. Oh, we got one big kahuna here, issue 200, which is the the final issue. Uh, Again, very proud. So the High Priest of Conchu, Rebecca, Conchu and myself, Featured in this comic, um, <laughs> just had to get it in there. Uh, issue two hundred. Uh, it is the Bill Sienkiewicz surprise, surprise remastered sketch variant cover. Now this is a black and white uh, sketch, obviously sketch variant cover. Um, most of you will probably note this um, as the artwork, or at least inspired by the artwork in Volume One. Let me get this off the top of my head. Issue five. I think, which was that haunted house slash um, crazy guy with his mum issue. Uh, and that's the first one where, uh, at the beginning, towards the beginning of the um, the issue, Moon Knight is kind of scaring some, some youngsters who are daring each other to go to that haunted house. So that is the biggest one. That's 500 bucks. Uh, retails at five bucks. Um, it started off as five bucks. Uh, released December last year. Yeah, so... I'm pretty sure, you know, any LCS that did come across this or qualify for this would have would have charged more than $5 for it straight away because uh, it's worth $500 now. Uh, the next highest is, again, a variant to issue 200. Um, it's $250. So this is a color version of that Bill Sienkiewicz remastered um, cover of that, that same artwork, which I mentioned on top of the Haunted House. Um, $250 as well, so... Sinkevich's art is raking in the uh, Molaro. 
Uh, okay, so then, again, I think we can stay in issue 200 again. Then it drops, um, but it's still, still good. $50, the, the issue, the Kevin Nolan variant cover. Um, well, that's pretty cool. I think I got that one as well. So that started off as five bucks. It is. Um, it's now up to fifty dollars. Uh, it's a pretty nice one. Uh, then fifty dollars. Then I say a forty dollar. So issue one hundred and ninety four. So so this was the IGC vintage homage cover by superstar artist John Tyler Christopher. Um, you know, after David Finch. So this was limited to only 600 copies with a serial numbered um, certificate of, of authenticity. Um, and I say here that it's $40, and this is, yeah, the cover price was $40. <laughs> so the current value is $40. So it actually hasn't gone up that much, but um, it is noted here that a CGC 9.8 grade of this copy um, has sold for about $150. So, um, so if you can get them in, you know, pristine condition um, and have it graded, and if it's a 9.8, it can spike up to 150. So yeah, that's pretty good as well. Uh, $50, and then we're looking at uh, oh yeah, that was a sorry, that was a $40 one. Uh, then there's a couple on 25 bucks, which is issue 188. The um, the first issue of Max Bemis, um, that is the Daniel Warren Johnson one to twenty five incentive variant, uh, but again it cover price at twenty five dollars and the value is twenty five dollars, so it actually you know hasn't made any sort of um, uh, rise in price. And issue two hundred, which did start off at five dollars, um, it's gone up to twenty five dollars. This is the Philip Tan variant cover. Which um, again, cool. I've got that one. Very nice. Um, yeah, twenty-five bucks. So after twenty-five bucks, there is. Uh, that's it, really. Then they just range from four dollars to five dollars, which I think maintains their their cover price. So um, there you go, loonies. Those are. I hope they give you some idea. Again, I'm going to put a little disclaimer. Um, these comics and these prices are only as much as, however, how how much someone is willing to pay for them. Um, but this is a good indication of which ones have stood out um, and which ones have garnered a lot of interest in the in the various volumes. Um, so if you are a collector and you do want to kind of hone in on the uh, important issues then uh, the, those are the ones as highlighted uh, i'll put in the show notes a, a link to the comic book realm and the moon knight section for it so you can have a look at yourself it's a very good website actually it gives you a lot of information on um on all of these issues so uh so very good indeed i think some of them actually show you which have have risen just recently as well so there you go loonies um, that is your ramble, your Ray Ramble, on a comic book price guide to uh, the Moon Knight um, volumes for you. Like I said, if uh, if you find this interesting, if you want me to cover um, other appearances of Moon Knight, 
um, or other trades or hardcovers and, and the such, we can we can look at that as well. But um, I found it interesting. I'm just looking look at it. Most notably, I would have thought some of the Jeff Lemire ones would have been I don't know would have been more expensive than I thought. And um, and the Warren Ellis Declan Shelby. Um, but yeah, very cool indeed. All right, loonies. Well, what we're going to do now? We're going to go to a quick break. Have a listen to a couple of our. Um, friends, a couple of our fellow collective members, and when we be when we come right back, um, I'm going to introduce you to our next episode to our ITK serial. Catch you then. The swamp, more than merely a place, it is a churning, seething, bubbling bed of life of which you are a part. Once you were a man, a chemist named Ted Salas, until one little experiment went somewhat awry, and you changed. The serum that was to have made you a super soldier, combined with the strange forces in the swamp, to make you over into this, a shambling, mindless mockery of your former humanity. The macabre Man-Thing. Man-Thing was created in the early 1970s to capitalize on the growing monster craze, but under writer Steve Gerber it became something quite different. Experimental, surreal, and very, very weird. It was something I loved as a kid, but does it still hold up today, four decades after its initial publication? So join me, Paul Matthew Carr, as I attempt to make sense of this cult classic and analyze each issue, putting it in the context of the time it was written and comparing it to the standards of today. And maybe you too can come to love the world's second most famous swamp-based comic book character as much as I do. The Nexus of All Realities, a Man-Thing podcast, a twice-monthly dive into the bizarre. Hey there! Do you like comic books? Do you like superhero TV and movies? Well, come on over and check out the Caves of Lunatics podcast. We have such shows as Capes and Lunatics and Super Connectivity, where we cover everything new and current and popular in the world of superheroes. And we also have episode-by-episode reviews of the Marvel Netflix shows and a monthly discussion of everything current on the DC Comics character Nightwing and a few other surprises all the time. So come join us for the Capes and Lunatics podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast, episode 121. And you are with your high priest, the Conchu Ray. And uh, the absence of Conchu's scepter has called all sorts of flux in our programming. Um, so some of you may have been expecting a review on the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 and Moon Knight's playability in it, but unfortunately, due to scheduling and the wacky phases of the moon, we couldn't do that for you this episode, but we will cover it later on, so bear with us, um, and when we do get, uh, hopefully we can we can tee up something with Joey, or um, yeah, or anyone, basically, if anyone who's played Ultimate Alliance who wants to come on the show, uh, let us know, in particular, you know, have played Moon Knight. Uh, it'd be interesting to hear how he plays, how he stacks up against the other heroes. Um, but yes, 
With all that aside, loonies, I know you are salivating at the corners of your mouth for it. Yes, it is back. Yes, you have waited a long time. Yes, we do apologise. We have episode six of our ITK serial adventure, The Hunt for Conchu's Golden Scepter for you. Um, I'm going to let you have a listen to it now, and then uh, I'm going to recap where we are up to with it so far. So, enjoy. Okay. Don't look down. One step at a time. Jeez, it's hot up here. Why Scarlet's always on the roof? I mean, you know. Okay. There. Phew. Now let's just see who made it inside this Chilean embassy. Hello. Yeah. Noel, what are you doing up here? How come I didn't uh, see or hear you? Let's just say I roll a little differently than the rest. What are you? Daredevil? <laughs> nah, but something like that. Now say it again. What are you doing here? I thought I was mad scanning this building taking a peek inside. Word on the street is that Kanchu's golden scepter is missing. Did you speak to Tommy? My friend, the streets have many contacts. I have mine, you have yours. So, what else do you know? I know the scepter is one of five relics, which have been used to prevent Set from entering our world. Set, as in the, uh, God of Chaos? Correct. Apart from the scepter, I've been tracking down the others. Osiris's staff has all but been destroyed. Horus's orb and Mahat's blade have yet to find, and Tos Ankh is in another galaxy. My leads say whoever took the scepter is right here, in this embassy. He, or it, needs to be shut down. Well, I've come to receive the old Scepter 2. Without that golden Scepter, our podcast is in all sorts of trouble. It'll be more than just a podcast in trouble if Set makes his way into this world. Hey, hold up a sec. I can see movement inside. I recognize that person. That's MI's very own secret agent Sterling. What's he doing here? Well, it looks like he knows his way around the embassy. And he knows of that concealed safe... And its combination. That's Horace's orb. Knew you can't trust these Brits. They're always typecast baddies, aren't they? We should, uh... Huh? No? No. What do you... What do you... Yikes. That no... Retrieve this orb, or prevent the coming of Set. We'll see about that. You have no idea what you're dealing with, little man.
Okay. What did I miss? I don't think that's Agent Sterling, or if it is, he's royally fucked. What the hell? That's not only a follower of Set, it's one of his agents. That's Sobek, the god of crocodiles. Set is almost here. Hold steady. We got this. All will fall to set. Yes, that was episode 6 of The Hunt for Conchu's Golden Scepter. My gosh, things are ramping up, things are happening, the the world, the universe is expanding, and so you just heard there, Connor Shu, um, trying to track down one of the, the relics, um, uh, you know, he found himself at the Chilean embassy, bumped into a new character, Noel, Noel there with his ninja-like skills, um, and they uh, came face to face with one of the first agents of chaos, um, Sobek, the god of the crocodiles. So uh, yeah, it's um, things are ramping up. We're starting to understand a little bit more on the serial. And uh, after listening to that, loonies, I thought I'd just give a bit of a, a quick kind of who's who's who in the zoo of, of what's happening. Look, this serial is, is really just a labor of love. I just love the idea of, um, of a serial play or an audio play, obviously kind of heavily influenced after listening to, um, those Stitcher Wolverine long night podcasts, obviously nowhere near that, but, uh, but it is a lot of fun, um, and kind of creating our own little ITKU, um, within this podcast. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to say that the idea for this was to was to involve as many loonies as we can. Uh, you know, again, as we always say, we love the community. We love, um, you know, I'm totally happy if loonies would like to just enjoy just like being part of it and, and like listening to the show. But we absolutely love it when loonies do put their hand up and, and want to be or contribute it, to it in some, in some sense. So um, it's just really... It, it really awesome so far we've got a huge cast of uh characters and i wanted to put it out there for any loonies that do want to get involved hit us up i'm more than happy to write you in like we can actually write you in as as yourself um generally what i do with with some of the loonies that have been involved uh, i like to drop them into this universe but give them a little bit of a twist so as you saw in that previous episode uh noel you know I don't know, maybe in real life he is, but uh, in, in the ITKU, a little bit of a ninja, a little bit Daredevil-esque, um, you know, a bit of a street fighter, 
knows his stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's a, a little bit of fun. It was good to good to kind of come up with little angles um, with with some of the loonies. Some of them I, I have the pleasure of knowing a bit more, um, or have knowing them knowing them for a bit more, like a little longer. Um, so, uh, but yeah, look if you if you're keen to join, or if you just want a part to say like. Another shout out to a couple of our loonies there, Muhammad, and uh, for Matt Lappy as well. Uh, you know, if you just want some roles to just say a few lines, that is absolutely awesome as well. Um, it, it's a really fun thing to do. It takes a little longer, hence I'm trying to make it monthly. But um, October was a um, was a terrible month for me, so uh, so that kind of came and went. Um, but hopefully. Uh, hopefully, yeah, every month we can get them out. So this is for November. Uh, I've got episodes seven, eight, and nine already written and uh, and and lined up with with some voice actors, um, some loonies. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, and it's uh, yeah, we're we're hoping to kind of keep it going. Um, it's going to take a while actually to wrap up this this um, this serial, this the hunt for Conchu's golden scepter. I'm aiming to, once we do wrap this up, I will re-edit it um, and stitch it together as one, like, continuous whole, uh, and I'll, I'll drop that um, in our podcast as a, as a, just a particular, I don't know what it is, maybe a 40, 45 minute, maybe an hour, hour long audio um, serial or audio play. So um, yeah, that's what's on the horizon for that. That's the idea. Um, actually, I'd, maybe maybe getting some of your thoughts. I don't know what else because um, it seems such a shame. There's a lot of uh, a lot of great contribution and work put into it. Um, so yeah, if you have any ideas of what we could do with it, um, the final finished audio product, uh, let us know. Always happy to hear. Um, the also the other thing as well and. I guess the last thing I wanted to mention this episode, you've heard me ramble for nearly an hour now, but uh, yeah, so with this, um, I've been toying with the idea of with this audio play, once we finish it, however long it is, um, you know, 22, 24 parts, it being, I don't know, an hour long or whatever, um, I was thinking of the idea of adapting it into a comic book slash graphic novel format, and uh, having it something special. So you know, again, if you're um, if you want to be part of it, then I think the end game, and I'd love for it, would be to create. I don't know. I'll have to research it more. Maybe through Kickstarter or something. Um, try to um, get a fund generated to actually make a good um, a good stab at this. You know, I, I would actually just rework the, the scripts to all these episodes. Um, try to format it into something cohesive for an artist, um, and then get a get a graphic novel version. So, so would have like you know we all love comics, um, so why not have a comic book version of this audio play? That is the big ticket item on the horizon. Um, again, I'm going to throw it out there to you, loonies. What do you think? Um, how can we get this off the ground? I'm thinking Kickstarter or if there are any other ways, um, very receptive to your ideas. Um, but that is kind of, I guess, one of my main goals for whenever this serial finishes. Um, yeah, the, the goal is then to adapt it into a, a graphic novel, novel format. So, without loonies, um, I think I'll end my ramble now. 
Um, I hope, again, like you did enjoy. Thank you for listening. I hope you did enjoy the price guide. And I hope you did enjoy episode six. Now, of course, as well, one final thing. Um, you know, in less than a week, I will drop episode six as its own audio recording. So um, you can, you know, create a playlist of parts one to six if you want um, in your podcast catcher and, and play them successively. Um, you know, uh, just makes it a lot more accessible than um, than trying to kind of fast forward to the middle of this episode if you want to re-listen to to episode six. So that will be coming in the the next few days as well. But um, look, uh, I guess the usual kind of wrap up at the end. If you want to get in contact with uh, with us um, to talk about the um, the ITK serial or to to give us feedback about the price guide um, a ramble, you can email us at itkmoonight at gmail.com. Um, we're on Facebook, uh, we have a page, we have a group, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Just check out the show notes, we're all, there are links to us there, um, as well as, you know, whatever you're listening to, we're obviously on that podcast catcher, but we're on all the other big ones as well. Um, you know, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, Google, we're all there. Um, ratings, we would absolutely love it if you can give us a rating. Um, you know, whether it's good or if it's critical, um, I would love to improve the show. So I um, always just always love to hear from you. Um, yeah, uh, finally, yeah, if you, if you do like what you hear, um, check out the previous episodes as well. They're pretty good too. And um, just share it. Um, just share it with a friend or someone that you might... Um, think we'll find it interesting uh yeah that that's that's great we, we'd love to expand our community um you know i'm always bubbling with ideas so i'd love to kind of um take this to the next level um and finally a big shout out to our collective members you've heard a couple of them through the ads um they're doing great work a big shout out to dave Fenn, um from the signal of doom he recently had a, a good friend yeah there um natasha uh they're doing great work there uh, he also co-hosts with with connor uh not connor shu another connor who i do a co-host um i do a, a podcast with the last sons of krypton superman podcast look just check out the collective again the link is at the bottom these guys are great um they're so supportive they love what they talk about um, and it's it, it's brilliant. So I've been listening to Adelaide Rising just recently. Um, obviously, good mates over at Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks. They always go off. Um, Inner Demons, uh, you, you, you name it. They're um, the nexus of all realities. The Collected Edition, uh, Warlock and Thanos podcast. These guys that they we cover it all. You don't need to go anywhere else. Loonies and um, loonies who like other things as well. Just check us all out. It's all good. That's all I can say. So with uh, with all that in mind, um, thanks once again for listening. And as always, may Conchu watch over the denizens of the night. See you later. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.